Welcome to another episode of the Selective Podcast. I'm your host, XR Arguello. This week on the show, we're going to have four members of the team, including myself at the Selective, talking to you all. Uh, we actually have two returning guests and then a brand new face from the team that you're going to be able to meet, which we're really excited to have on board. Yeah, before we get into the introductions, basically what we're going to be talking about this episode is spring and summer. The sun's coming out. The seasons are changing. And uh, it's time for spring and summer fashion. We're going to be talking about kind of what we're seeing in the culture, in the ecosystem, what we're going to be wearing for the spring and summer season, and kind of what we're seeing pop off from other brands for uh, this upcoming season. That being said, guys, to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Let's get right into it. T, welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be back. Um, I know I haven't been around for a while, but I'm excited as always to be here, especially with UXR and some of the other guys. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Corey, welcome back. This is like your third time, dude. Corey, you're like, yeah. a, uh, you're like a, honestly, dude, at this point, I'm just going to start calling He's you the co-host. He's almost the co-host. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> going to start calling you the co-host. Corey, what's up, dude? How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back on the show. And um, yeah, cool. I guess it's just keep it rolling. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime I, anytime like I open the podcast to like the, the members of the team, Corey's always like, yeah, dude, I can jump on. It's like, hell yeah. Um... And then, uh, yeah. and then our new member joining us, Dylan. Dylan is joining us. Uh, Dylan, are you out of Phoenix? No, Ohio, Phoenix. I'm I'm in both. Yes, I'm in Phoenix. I'm in Ohio. I got like two different places I go to usually. <laughs> Nevertheless, Dylan, thanks for joining us on the show today. Just for the audience, so they know a little bit about you, man. What's your role here at the Selective? Yeah, man. So I'm Dylan. I'm also Waffle on Instagram. If you guys know me from there, uh, at the Selective, though, I'm I'm new to the team, so I've been on it for like three weeks and. What I do here is I photograph all the garments, and I usually ship out like the U.S.-based garments. For sure, and I know uh, Dylan, you've been kind of a, a like you said, a new member of the team, but kind of an integral part because we're all over the place in a lot of ways. Like having you on the team has been a great help, uh, especially with more, you know, obviously not with what I do on the podcast front, but on the actual product itself, moving the product. Um, I know T's exactly, been working yeah. with you a lot um, in that regard. So I mean, we're happy to have you, dude. And you have, thank uh, you, I appreciate it. Yeah, and you have a, a good sense of style, so it's always, you know, good to thank have you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, just Saint Laurent, really. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's a collection of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Guys, it's what month is it? It's March. Uh, the sun's coming out. Depending on where you are in the world, it might have already been out, but you know, for us here in New York, it's getting sunny again. Kind of spring and summer rotations are coming in, and we're kind of seeing a, a little bit of a shift from winter fashion into the spring and summer fashion. And I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what we're seeing in the in the culture if you will kind of what we're going to be wearing but for me i'm i'm looking more into the uniform stuff i'm going vintage shopping again buying a lot of vintage tees again um and that's what kind of been i've i've been gravitating to towards to t what have you been uh what have you been interested in lately and what do you think is going to be popping off for the next few months um i don't know about popping off i mean i myself have never been a big shorts guy i don't know i yeah. just I feel like it's hard yeah. to kind of get a fit off wearing shorts, right? So I'm a big, uh, in the summer and in the spring, I'm a big uh, linen pants kind of guy. Oh, mm. sure. Linen trousers, I love that, right? Because they're very light and kind of breathable. Yeah. So that's something that I've been keeping my eye on. I know that Uniqlo has some really good linen trousers, actually a hidden gem. If you guys are on the lookout. But uh, huh. like you said, XR, I mean, vintage tees, right? I mean, that. I feel like that never really goes out of style, but mm -hmm. since I've been in Brazil as well for the past couple months, I mean, it's been really hot out there. So 
I've kind of gotten an early start on, I guess my, uh, yeah, my spring summer fits, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, linen trousers, you know, vintage tees. I'm seeing kind of like a big resurgence in combat boots as well recently. Mm. I don't know. I feel like at least I've been seeing that a lot more on on Instagram and stuff. But obviously, that's not something that you're really wearing in the spring, summer. But I don't know. I feel like that's something that in the past like month, I feel like it's been all over my my Instagram combat boots. Yeah. And, and I, uh, Corey and uh, Dylan, we've kind of talked about that, too, is combat boots like – I mean, we seen like Guidi's pop off recently. A lot oh, of people wearing sure. Guidi's. I mean, Dude, Guidi's are all over the place. You're in the market for a pair too, right, Dylan? I am, yeah. For the seven eight eights, I think. Oh yeah, those are the uh, back zips, the front zips. Yeah, the front, the back zips, back zips. Mm. Yeah. Right. The and taller then, ones too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah, taller. Like and it's like, whoa, my camera's doing some more thing. And it's like, regardless of of like the season, I feel, I agree with T. I think people are still going to be wearing boots, but despite the heat, um, I think like we've seen, especially in streetwear, kind of a, I don't want to say like a shift away from sneakers because sneakers are still big, but I don't know, maybe 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 it's the Instagram effect, but I feel like like people are going to be wearing boots a lot this upcoming season. Now on the topic of sneakers, like you said, I mean I do agree, XR. I feel like, I mean we were seeing so many dunks, we were seeing so many like beige laces cream laces i mean that was like so big for a while and i feel like recently there's kind of been this move away from like jordan ones and dunks yeah um i feel like tiktok also kind of plays a role in that i myself do not go on tiktok i don't have tiktok but even on instagram nowadays i mean you that kind of stuff kind of filters over from tiktok and you, you end up seeing a lot of these trends and i mean i know that jordan ones especially got extremely popularized right through tiktok and i feel like that's yeah. actually had a, a greater impact on like fashion as a whole almost because right. i mean you're seeing like people who would never even gravitate towards wearing like nike sneakers or sneakers in general where jordan ones have kind of become like almost like a luxury item if you know what i mean yeah i would agree with that and and we've seen you know from even like the most expensive pairs to like years past like different jordan models have like kind of like a um it's more than just clout but kind of like have like reverence around them um and you know i don't think that the jordan one in particular the dunks might not go away i i, I hope in my mind though that they set more to like a classic style where it, it's less like trend driven going forward because obviously the dunk was like a huge trend this past year and like the jordan one was a huge trend but i like those silhouettes so much that going forward i i don't want it to be a trend like i just want it to be mm-hmm. you know part of everyone's wardrobe if you will um same thing with like the LV sneakers, yeah. like staples. For me, I've always been a fan of the Jordan One, right? I mean, I had I've had the fragments since they came out. I mean, I've always been a big Jordan One guy, and I feel like the fact that they have become kind of so mainstream has kind of made me want to gravitate away from that. But the fact that now they're kind of stepping away from that limelight kind of makes me want to reach for that pair in the back of the closet again and kind of start pulling out the Jordan Ones again. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's very much like comes in waves, right? And I, I right. can go periods of time without wearing any high top sneakers or any like Jordan ones or any Nikes, any Dunks, and then I can go periods of time where that's all I'm wearing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Corey, any boots on your radar? Speaking of boots, and 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 I guess just going on with with, with what we're talking about yeah. with the footwear. Anything you're wearing right now? For me, I've actually been wearing a lot of sneakers just because. Well, I have like basically, I guess I have like a rotation of. It's my either my navigates when it's like kind of mm. like raining or whatever, um, or it's Jordans whenever it's well specifically Jordan ones. I only right. wear Jordan ones, um, 
And yeah, like you guys said, I think Jordan 1s are just such an amazing silhouette. I love wearing them. And I mean, I have five pairs, so uh, I guess I'm a bit of a like Jordan 1 fanboy. Because I'm not like a huge fan of the other Jordans. Like, yeah. I think other people can pull off things like the 4s or 3s, but I find for myself personally, uh, my legs look way too like skinny and they look really odd when worn with like those bulkier sneakers. In terms of people going with like away from sneakers, one thing I was thinking of or I've been seeing a lot is uh, loafers, like especially mm. those, um, I know they're not Celine. I know Celine did a pair of loafers that look really like them. I think they're from a brand called, I think it's like Weegeons or something like that. Um, as well as the fact that I remember Dior's resort runway as well as uh, Louis' runway for resort menswear, they wore a ton of loafers and um, those, uh, not exactly, uh, derbies. Yeah. Like, and as well as also, I've seen those Prada derbies, the ones I think Ken wore, I think he has them. Um, They're like kind of chunkier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those, like, I've seen a lot of, I guess, traditional hypies shy away from sneakers and move more towards, I guess, this kind of more mature, like more mature footwear, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I, I would agree with the more, with the more mature footwear um, idea. Um, and I think that's just like a natural cycle of, of, of just fashion as we're seeing it, right? Like people are, you know, if you're into streetwear, the echo chamber on Instagram is also showing you boots. It's also showing for you, sure. it's also showing you derbies. It's also showing you loafers. Um, in fact, for loafers myself, I want a pair of like Gucci horse loafers, just like a classic, just like a classic loafer, just because I, I think they look good. And I think they look good with vintage fits in particular. Um, yeah, I got a pair of those. Oh, do you? Yeah, those are nice. Oh man, they look yeah, exactly. They're they look classic, they look nice. Um Dylan, you're like huge in, in into the boot game, dude. Um a little bit, yeah. Well, yeah, this guy has more boots than Sanchez. <laughs> dude, I at one point I had nineteen pairs of just Saint Laurent, like Wyatt. How's uh how do you see it then? Because we're seeing a lot of people like like T mentioned and like we've been talking about more people get into boots. How have like you seen boots become more acceptable, I guess, in the streetwear landscape, you know? through your through your years collecting so through the years collecting i've seen them pop up a lot more lately than before so before when i was trying to collect all the saint laurent ones it was really hard for me to find them because mm. i'd have to go on yahoo japan and all that crap like buy and everything right facebook marketplace and i would only mm. find one pair like every five months and it might not be my size you know and one thing uh corey i want your navigates because i sold mine for eight hundred dollars <laughs> way back in the day and i was i'm 300 so i'm still Holy no 800 shit. 800 800. Oh, 800. Yeah. Holy shit. 300, dude, I would have died. <laughs> I wouldn't be alive right now. But I want my pair back. So I still want Guidi's too. But I had 19 pairs at one point, and then I just decided one day I was going to get into sneakers. So I started getting the sneakers as of probably six months ago. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, Corey, I only like Jordan 1s. I cannot pull off the 4s, the 3s, any other Jordan. I only like the 1s. For like my personal style, though, like for the summer, I think I'm going to do raw denim. Raw denim and like a blank mm-hmm. white shirt. Maybe some Vans, maybe some Jordan ones. I'm not sure yet because in Arizona it gets too hot, dude. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you can't. You cannot. If it's 125 degrees outside, for example, like it'll get to that point. Right. In August, mid-August, it'll get to 122, 123. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know, dude. Growing up in Texas, like August, like July, August, like the worst months. Like you can't even go outside. Dude, it's horrible. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Um. So I'll be in raw denim that whole time. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. T, you have. I mean, you've been you've been rocking the Vans for years, dude. Especially in the summer, man. Yeah, actually, it's yeah. funny that you brought that up, Dylan. I hadn't even thought about it, but I mean, I've always been a big Vans guy, specifically Vans Vault. I feel like the silhouette oh, yeah. of any, like slip-on Vans, 
OGs, like any vans are better when they're vans vaults, not only because the insole is like softer and more comfortable, but I feel like the overall silhouette of the shoe is always nicer when it has that thicker sole that the vans vault carry, right? So like the I John, agree, yeah. The John vans, for example, those are vans vault and uh, so are the Notre vans. Like there, there's several really good pair of, of vans that have that thicker sole, which I mean, I love. Um, I myself have also been buying a lot of vans. I feel like vans are big sleepers, especially when you're picking up like really nice colorways with suede on them or whatnot for like $90, $80, $70. I mean, for me, I feel like you can't really go wrong. And I mean, I did say that I don't usually like to wear shorts, but like Dylan said, I mean, sometimes the weather doesn't really permit for you to do anything but that, right? I mean, sometimes you really just yeah. have to wear the shorts. And I feel like a pair of um, a pair of slip-on Vans vault vans with a pair of shorts and like a white t-shirt or a vintage tee. I think that you can't really ever go wrong with something like that. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not the most creative. It's not the craziest fit, but at the end of the day, I mean, it gets the job done. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. And yeah. one of my favorite pairs of vans actually that I have is the blends vans. Mm. Do you know about those? They, they actually don't. The name rings a bell. They have the bones on the side. Oh, okay. Oh, I do. oh yeah. yeah. Those are yeah, so yeah. sick, dude. I found those for like a hundred bucks back in the day yeah like way back when and and that's the thing man for for all the people listening like trying to get into like uniform fits or like trying to just get fits in the summer and spring when the weather is getting a little warmer i mean uh i I think i think t's a good example of this for example and some other people on the team are example of this and and just finding inspiration on instagram like you can wear like i mean i don't know you have an expensive watch you have like an expensive you have expensive rings you have like a nice vintage t-shirt a grail vintage t-shirt um Mm -hmm. but you can't go wrong with like a 90 dollar a $90 pair of Vans and it still completes the look in a way that you know you look good and it's not it's not too flashy it's it's not too light it just gets the job done and like you know for for those I just feel like it like fashion is always kind of like a rat race to get like the latest shit sometimes and sometimes just like throwing on a pair of slip-ons is okay you know what I mean and I, I think Definitely. like like normalizing that for spring and summer and like have you know just just wearing what's comfortable is a good show I mean, for me, I feel like I've I've kind of retired from like the whole fit game mm. um, and everything on Instagram and stuff. But uh, for me nowadays, it's very much all about really just being comfortable. I mean, like you said, XR yeah. nowadays, I feel like with the pandemic and everything, I mean, the last episode I came on, we did discuss some of our spending habits and whatnot as a result of the pandemic. And I mean, I feel like I myself prioritize comfort these days for sure because i know that at the end of the day i'm not going to be out of my house for that long and you know i mean there's not really much i can do i'm not going to university right now i'm not really traveling right now so if i ever step out of the house you know buy some groceries or put some gas in my car or something like that like i know it's never going to be for that long and i I know that i'm going to end up coming home and keeping that same fit on so at the end of the day i'm trying to be comfortable when i'm at home right so i've kind of implemented that mentality into my whole like dressing up i kind of want to go back into to what dylan was saying about nav like navigates and, and selling the navigates and obviously like that silhouette like that combat boot is really popular um for people looking to get into combat boots like you don't have to go buy a pair from the first or you don't have to go buy a pair of navigates like you can just you can get a good vintage combat boots for for a pretty cheap price mm-hmm. but like it, it's funny that like especially with the navigate in particular we've seen like the price like fluctuate so much i know like fools have when they bought them they were like hella cheap I think you sold a yeah. pair. Yeah, I bought my pair for like six hundred bucks, and then I sold it for like eight sixty. Thought I came up on a bag, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
yeah no i had those like maybe four years ago i want to say three years ago yeah and like obviously the high back then was a little different uh to now um so dylan if if, if you if you had a choice between a pair of guidis and a pair of navigates to get your pair back you know what, what would you be going with right now price wise probably the guidis but i want the navigates really bad i'm not gonna lie but you can't find a pair for under like what 1800 now for a nice yeah. not heavily used pair yeah and it might depend on, on on sizing too um for sure Corey, you're more familiar with like how the market uh, in some ways like what's going on yeah i mean i paid 1200 for my own navigates for i thought it was a like really really good deal i bought mine a few months ago but yeah i remember like i think i also saw a pair go it was like a dead sock pair of patent ones go for four thousand on grailed oh my god um, yeah it, it's really crazy i mean the thing with the navigates is that like I think there are like there's a billion combat boots that you could buy that have effectively you know that kind of slim tall shape right like there's the uh and d the backlace boots i think yeah. are a really good alternative to the navigates as well i agree yeah uh or like from the first like uh like xr mentioned but yeah i think the the thing is i think with the navigates what's caused the price influx is that like or price increase sorry is that like back in the day i feel like navigates were only kind of a thing on like these niche fashion forums like slash fa or style forum or kanye to the stuff like that whereas now i guess like the mainstream kind of fashion like the mainstream menswear fashion market kind of knows more about them right and that's caused an increase in demand which you know caused the price increase i think more like recognition in the space um and on social media has like obviously fluctuated a lot of these prices up and down um but yeah, man, uh, I mean, going away from boots and, and another stuff, uh, you know, T, you answered, you know, what you're going to be wearing this summer. Corey, what are you going to be wearing this summer, dude? So the thing is that I actually haven't been able to basically wear any summer fits because it's... Oh, you're in, in Canada. <laughs> yeah, so it's, the, it's the weather's been fluctuating. Like today, it's like 15, but then tomorrow it's supposed to be... Hold on. Yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be zero. Or sorry, yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be zero, and the day after that's supposed to be zero. So um, it's... Uh, and that's like that's Celsius, rough. not Fahrenheit. So, because I, I don't know oh fucking the Fahrenheit, but yeah. Um, I love Celsius. <laughs> same. Yeah. Well, actually, I think yeah, zero Celsius I, and zero Fahrenheit might be the same. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I think zero is 32. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Zero is 32. Zero Celsius yeah. is 32 Fahrenheit. Yo, so, so, when, yeah. so when Dylan said it was 120, you were like. <laughs> That's no, like, I, I know Fahrenheit is like it's like a lot larger right. than uh than Celsius, but I have no idea the convert like I don't know the conversion at all. God yeah, dude. I'm in Celsius. I think it's like well. I think it's like 45 oh. Celsius for 122 Fahrenheit or something, mm. but it's it's hot as hell. Yeah. Just so you that's know. That's hot as hell, yeah. That's hot as hell, yeah. That's so yeah, I wouldn't even want to go outside in that weather. Man, it's so crazy how like us four fools are just sitting here and two of us are like thinking in Celsius and two of us are thinking in Fahrenheit. <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> it's just so weird how like I don't know. It, the world is such a small place these days. Anyways, for sure, um, for sure. anyway, so so when it starts warming up in Canada, Corey, which I I don't know what what the summer is like where you're at, but whatever it is, bro, what are you gonna be wearing? Um, well, weather-wise, I'd say it's pretty similar to like New York City in the summer. Mm. So for me, it's probably just gonna be so. It's funny that T mentioned Uniqlo earlier because there's a pair of trousers they do. It's called the I think it's like Kando or Kanda. I don't know how you pronounce that. But it's basically the exact same fit as the regular trouser, but just it's made in a much lighter material. It's like much more breathable and thinner, which I normally wear that for summer when it's like not super hot. But when I get forced to wear, um, you know, shorts, I normally just go with a plain white tee, uh, sneakers, or I go with something like, um, like a vintage tee, right? 
ideally I'd love to wear stuff like if you ever seen like those uh like Hyder Spring Summer 15 those like crazy almost pirate-esque like with the crazy silk pattern silk trousers I yeah. love to wear stuff like that but I just can't justify purchasing those kinds of pieces because of the fact that I live in Canada and I can only really wear them for about probably about three months of the year so it's not really worth it for me but yeah I need to start going to Uniqlo more um Best for, in the business. Yeah, for I know. Sure, and, yeah. And you've been I love saying, Uniqlo. You, you've been saying that for years, though, haven't you? About like, how, like their years, basics. Dude. I mean, for me, I feel like I used to be that guy that, you know, more expensive was always better, right? Yeah. Like, if something was designer in my head, it was like, okay, the material is definitely better. Like, this, it's just gonna fit better. It's just gonna be better. And I feel like over time, I kind of because of Uniqlo, I think it kind of changed when I went to Singapore because my my parents are actually really big on Uniqlo. Like everything they wear is Uniqlo. Really? And um, yeah, and we were on family vacation in Singapore. I remember well. And my whole family, my brother, my sister, and my parents and I, we uh, we went to Uniqlo in Singapore. And I remember just, you know, seeing a pair of trousers and I was like, oh, these look kind of nice. Like the color's nice. I tried them on. I was like, wow, these fit great. I'm going to buy these, right? Look at the price tag. They were like $50, maybe $60. And I was like, wow, that's really cheap, right? So at that point, it was kind of open season for me where I just kind of started looking around for stuff that I thought looked cool because I knew it was kind of all going to be cheap and the material actually felt pretty good. And I remember specifically, um, my whole family ran up all the items that we had picked out and we, we ran up like $1,800 in Uniqlo. And I feel like I don't, I feel like I've never seen anybody run up $1,800 in Uniqlo, but like, let me tell you, we got clothes for like five people for like a whole year yeah you got like a whole a whole new wardrobe for your entire oh yeah i got like i got like 10 black t-shirts 10 white t-shirts 10 gray t-shirts like three pairs of trousers each in a different color you know trousers and linen sweatshirts hoodies i mean you name it like because for me at the end of the day if you're not if you're not looking for that logo and you're not looking for that branding i don't think i don't see why you would buy anything that isn't from uniqlo because uniqlo has very minimal branding or no branding at all honestly on almost all their pieces which for me is probably the biggest selling point actually because i know that a lot of these fast fashion places like h&m or zara i mean they fall into the trap of trying to copy what is high fashion and then but mm -hmm. Instead, since they have to provide it at a low price point, it ends up being kind of like low quality or it looks fake or it looks cheap. I feel like mm -hmm. Uniqlo never falls into that kind of hole. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about Uniqlo. I love Uniqlo. I got, I got to say one thing for the listeners right now. Uh, throw away your Calvins, throw away your Ralphs, get the Arism <laughs> Uniqlo boxers. They're yes. the best in the business by far. Yeah. By far. They are, dude. And, and speak and like, when I know this is like spring summer shit, but like in the winter when it's like super cold in New York, dude, the Uniqlo heat tech like sa literally saves oh, my dude. life. Literally saves my life, dude, because it gets yeah. so it gets so cold, and like the sure. like the the heat tech boxers and the heat tech like long sleeves, the thermals, they just like keep me really warm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and and Uniqlo is a good shout, and you know I, I I gotta pick up a pair of linen trousers. I know. In my opinion, linen, especially like nice flowy linen trousers, kind of give like an elevated look to it, more like a sleek menswear look to it. That's something I'm trying to incorporate Definitely. a little bit more, and something I haven't I haven't really uh, dabbled in in the past. Um, ironically enough, living in Texas, but you know, I think this summer I'm yeah. going to try to dabble in some some linen. I can definitely see you incorporating that into your style for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. So for I, sure, I think I think it would work really well with what like that kind of uh, that almost like kind of Western vibe you have with a lot of your fits. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think it would work out too. So, so we'll see as as the weather as weather heats up. But to the audience, man, like T said, like you don't have to break the bank on any stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a vintage tea you want that you know is a little bit more expensive, um, and you know it's like a, a one-off, one piece, something that's going to be unique to you, like go for it. But you don't need to go, especially with some of these fast fashion retailers. There's no need to go to Zara and H and M for basics yeah. when when companies like Uniqlo do basics at a higher quality, and you're going to get more bang for your buck. Uh, for what you're getting, especially in the spring and summer when you're not layering a lot. It's really simple pieces, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think Dylan, I mean, Dylan made a point about the airs and boxers, but I mean, another big point that I have to make is if you buy your blank T-shirts anywhere but Uniqlo, I don't know what you're doing with your life, right? I mean, I know that wasting once, money. once a year yeah. they do this thing in they New put on York sale. specifically. Yeah, exactly. So every T-shirt usually is 10 US dollars. It's the best T-shirts they have are the Supima Cotton, mm-hmm. like uh, regular neck T-shirts. Yeah. They're $10 a piece, but... Like once a year, or I don't know if it's once a year, but I know that it's usually around summertime. Yeah, I go to New York, or when I'm in New York, I specifically wait for this specific sale where it's like buy two t-shirts, get the third one free, or like buy two t-shirts and like and uh like buy one t-shirt and the second one costs eight dollars instead of ten. Like, and then I'll just go in there and I'll buy ten white t-shirts, ten gray t-shirts, ten black t-shirts. Right? I mean, I feel like you can't, you just can't go wrong at that point. No, last summer I literally did the exact same thing, uh, except it was online, so they didn't have the uh, get one free. It was just like everything was just like fifty. All the t-shirts were fifty percent off, and then damn, yeah, same thing. That's actually that's a steal. Five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's a good show. And and five US dollars in places like H and M is not gonna get you shit. But in Uniqlo, it's not gonna get you shit. Right. And if it does get you shit, it will get you garbage. Exactly. It'll get you literal shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Guys, I want to transition a little bit to, to kind of what, like, the homies in the in Instagram and YouTube have been doing, kind of, like, upcoming brands we're seeing for spring and summer. Um, obviously, shout out Ken with Vujade. I know Vujade is coming out with a collection pretty soon. He's been teasing a little bit of that on his Instagram. Not much, just, like, little pieces here and there. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of saying how, like, people want to be, like, connect a little bit more, like, with brands and, um, like, connect with the people making these brands and sure. uh, it's gotten to the point where, like, for me personally, like, I've been vi- I've been buying brands from the homies, whether it's Bare Knuckles, other brands, you know, from people that I personally connect with. So I just wanted to see, you know, what brands you all are vibing with right now. If I can start, I'd like to support uh, Textflow, at Textflow on Instagram, you know. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God, bro, every time, bro, every time. <laughs> you did this yeah. episode one, dude. dude. the be- best hands, best hands. Exactly. Best hands Shameless. in the business, yeah. Shameless, um, shameless. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely do agree with you on what you're saying is there's definitely an appeal to being able to buy something from someone that you support or something that you, you're friends with over buying from like a corporation like Nike, Gucci, whatever, right? Um, especially if like the the creator of that brand is someone that you can kind of like vibe with, right? Uh, in terms of people like, I don't know, Ken or Sanjeev, for example, right? Mm. So yeah, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I, I haven't really, I haven't really bought any clothing recently. So yeah, I, I guess I... I'll move on to whoever wants to talk next. Dylan, do you got anything, any, any brands you're vibing with right now or you, or you want to support in the near future? Uh, probably just Ken's Vujade, uh, obviously Uniqlo because I buy all my stuff from there. Yeah. All my blank t-shirts and then just a bunch of vintage shirts, honestly, like a bunch of Nintendo shirts. I've been really rocking with those lately. Oh yeah. Kind of much like the Mar- I got a Mario 64 shirt that I just bought, bought a second one. Uh, I'm trying to find the Super Mario Sunshine one, but I mean, all these ones I can't find. It's just hard to find. And the price, yeah. too. It's, it's ridiculous how much they're going up. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's another thing, too. If we're going way back to what we were talking about earlier, 
the price of vintage gaming shirts has risen so much. Yeah. I guess it's like the trend, right? People went from, I guess, rock and rap to now uh, gaming. And I, I assume, like, my guess is that next will be, like, movies or TV shows. The only thing I'm, I worried, that, yeah. the only thing I'm worried about, dude, is that, like, there's so many people trying to get into vintage. I'm just worried it's, like, I don't want to say gentrified, but, like, people are, like, yeah, hiking up their... Kind of the market. People are, like, hiking yeah. up their prices a lot with vintage. For sure. For and, sure. like, like, I'm down with spending, like... You know, I, I bought a I bought a Jerry Garcia T-shirt last week, like super beat up, holds everywhere. It was like hundred bucks. Like to me, that's worth it. Like that holds mm-hmm. a story for me. Like I like that shirt. But some of these shirts and some of these things are getting so expensive that it's honestly kind of worrying to me because I think like the appeal of vintage is that like how it's inclusive for like a lot of people, um, you know, price wise. And then, but like vintage is getting really expensive. Um, yeah, like you I were totally saying, agree. it's like at the peak right now, in my opinion, of like. I guess you could call it hype. I think that as more and more people get into the vintage game, I mean, it's kind of inevitable that the price will keep going up. I mean, supply and demand, right? right. Vintage sure. at the end of the day, it's vintage because it, it's been, it's from a long time ago, so it's not being produced right now. And as more and more players kind of enter the vintage game, for me, it's inevitable that that these prices will keep going up i do think that vintage is quite expensive right now but at the end of the day you can still find some steals but i personally love to shop for vintage in person has to be in person i'm not that guy i'm not that guy that's on grailed buying stuff that's vintage because i want to be able to try it on because first of all like stuff shrinks over time right that's a huge thing for me i'm usually a men's small or sometimes i can wear a medium but i have vintage cheese that are large i have vintage cheese that are medium Mm -hmm. i have vintage cheese that are an extra large like I feel like, and you also need to be able to feel the item. Like you want to be able to feel how thick it is or how thin it is, you know, how soft it is. All the, like for me, vintage pieces have that extra value because of how time has affected that certain garment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you have to be in person to feel that, to be able to really appreciate that. Um, and I agree, like vintage shopping in person obviously is a lot easier because you can kind of gauge what the fabric feels like on body. Um, you know what it feels like on you as well um i don't know who mentioned it earlier uh someone mentioned sanjeev um and i guess a little i don't want to say a teaser to the audience but um i might be working on an editorial piece about uh, sanjeev and, and uh and his his two collections that that he's dropped um still ironing out the kinks with that maybe anyways um nice but i i, I think it's i think it's interesting how like we we see people like in youtube and on Instagram who are like, I want to create, want to create clothes. and want to be, you know, in the process of, of, of being in the fashion industry and making their own stuff. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I think everybody that I, I've seen so far, whether it's Vujade, whether it's Sanj, Bare Knuckles, I think everybody has done a really good job at creating mm-hmm. clothes without it being like V-Loan or like just like printed <laughs> off white t-shirts. Like people, yeah. people are getting like good at being creative with these brands. There's a level of design there that's not just, it's not, it's not merch. It's actually like a brand, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think that that's the big difference between like the people that are famous on social media and are like TikTokers or influencers or whatever. And then the people who are in this kind of fashion space that that we're kind of in, because, yeah, I mean, it's what Corey said. They're not making merch. Right. These people who are famous or singers or TikTokers or, yeah. or whatever they do. They make merch. Right. They make a hoodie with their face on it or like some really shitty uh, print on a yeah. on a really bad blank you know they're just trying to make money 
But um, I feel like there is, like Corey said, this higher element of actual design in these brands that are being made by these guys who are quote unquote influencers within our space. It's honestly really refreshing to see that because I think, you know, we've kind of gravitating away from just like shitty merch and moving into like actual cut and sew pieces um, and and, and things of that nature. Um, But yeah, uh, T, I wanted to ask you, are you planning, I don't even know if this is an appropriate thing to ask for the freaking podcast, but are you planning on releasing anything more besides pants in the future? Um, I'm not sure, man. I mean, life's really crazy right now. Um, I'm doing, I'm in university, right? Yeah. I'm doing class online. I hope to be back in New York in August, but I probably will be, but you know, these days we never really know. And I feel like at the selective, I, uh, I'm doing something that I really enjoy. I love doing the podcast, which is something that I, you know, we're working on every day more and more. We hope to be able to integrate, you know, visual components very soon. Yeah. Um, I don't know if XR mentioned, but XR also is located in and around New York City. So once I'm back there in the summer, it'll be a lot easier for us to be able to organize a podcast studio and for us to both be in the same room and have some really great guests in and be able to have all that visual component. And so, you know, I'm really enjoying kind of doing all of the stuff that I'm really doing right now and and designing clothes and making clothes and dealing with manufacturers and dealing with distribution those things are exhausting and they actually take a lot of work, a lot of, a lot more work than a lot of these kids seem to think, right? I mean, it's very easy yeah. for you to order a hoodie online. And then one week later, you don't have a tracking number. It's very easy for you to be like, yo, where the fuck is my shit? Like what's going on? But especially now during the pandemic, I mean, I'm telling you from firsthand experience, these things are hard and these things they take time and they take effort and there's so many headaches involved. And so, yeah, I mean, Amazon really, I think Amazon created that problem really yeah, because you yeah, can order something people. online. Yeah, Amazon spoils you, man. Like we take for granted how amazing Amazon is. The fact that you can order something online and have it the next day at your doorstep or the day after. I mean, stuff doesn't actually work like that in the world, right? Like not all of us mm-hmm. are trillion dollar companies that can afford to have the logistics that Amazon mm-hmm. does to be able to distribute like they do. So I mean, for a product to take one week to arrive at your house or even two weeks, I mean, not that that should be the norm, but I feel like that's what it used to the, be because that was the, yeah, that was the norm. <laughs> like the modern day buyer has a, has an expectation that from the moment that mon- their money leaves their account, their item should be like yeah. at their doorstep. Right? The expectation is skewed, right? By, by companies like Amazon and like something you mentioned about that is for example, uh, when I tried selling some items to people in China, right? Uh, a lot of them, they don't like buying things from foreigners. One reason is because, you know, uh, it's like language and kind of like, yeah, language. Other reason is that for them, it takes way too long to get there. Like in China, when you buy something, it comes there like within, within a day. It's like Amazon, but it's even crazier because uh, on on the apps that you have, the track maps, you can literally see exactly where the truck is like in the country, right. like the exact like GPS location. It's really crazy, but um yeah, so for them, they don't want to see, like, you tell them, okay, yeah, it's going to come to you in, like, three to four weeks. Like, don't, you know, don't charge back or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a stressful time to, like, be in that in that business. Like, I know Sanj, like, his stuff took a while to get to me. And, like, I wasn't tripping at all about it because, like, I know logistically that's a nightmare. He had to get mm-hmm. his product from, like, Portugal and then from Portugal to the U.K. And then from the U.K. I had to get to me through customs. And he was, like, always posting updates on a story about, like, hey, like, my product hasn't gotten here from Portugal yet. 
And like IT was saying, like, we are spoiled from Amazon. Like, one of my favorite pair of trousers that I just throw on every day when I want to is, like, just a pair of Wrangler Ranchers. And you can get them on Amazon for, like, 30 bucks, and they get to my door in, like, one freaking day. And, like, that is yeah. not, like, that is not normal. You know what I mean? Uh, totally. Like, that, like, that shouldn't be how how fast we get our stuff. But, you know, Amazon has spoiled us in that respect. And, you know, when mm-hmm. when I got Sanja's products, um, it was great to have them in hand. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't blame him personally for... for yeah, it's, it's the shipping companies, really, and customs. I- I- exactly. And, yeah, I think we are spoiled with shipping and, and you know, the logistical... Uh, I mean, there are a lot of logistical nightmares with having a brand. Dylan, I think you posted mm-hmm. on your story the other day, dude. You got, like, a pair of boots, and um, they were just, like, shoved in a box. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So, backstory on that. Let me give you the backstory on that. So, that was a post from, like, 2018 that I had. Oh, I just okay, had to repost okay. it because I had no content to post. <laughs> but <laughs> we've all been there. But um, I bought it from this dude who's been, like, a known scammer. And I, st- I thought, you know what? I'll test mm-hmm. my luck. Uh, he's not, I'm not gifting him. He's invoicing mm-hmm. me so I can get my you money back. I'm just going to, I'm exactly, I'm going to test my luck. And the boots came after two months of me waiting. And he said he shipped them in a box. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah, like an actual box, right? <laughs> if you go to my, uh, if you go to my Instagram, Instagram.com slash waffle, W O F O L, you'll see the post. He shipped two pairs of boots, Fall Winter 13 Cowboys and Fall Winter 16 um, Chelsea boots in mm-hmm. a small box that could barely fit one pair of boots. And they were, dude i can't even describe how they looked you gotta go look at the post it's insane yeah. but hey they got here they got here i mean i can't complain yeah but they were, they yeah. were just like shoved in a box and like that's the thing with like they're they're shoved over they're folding over each other yeah it's mm-hmm. just a, a nightmare to buy and sell stuff right now um but that's interesting to you that you're saying that like your efforts you feel might be better suited on other projects because maybe of, not better suited on other projects i mean i definitely i've always kind of liked the idea of making my own Mm. clothes i mean the reason for example that i did the trousers is that when i was younger um i wanted to have a pair of trousers that had a really good fit and they were like warm so they looked like wool or they were actual wool but they weren't um itchy and i wanted the lining to be silk right because i Mm. wanted to be like stupid comfortable at the time i um i had a tailor that, that i used to work with um in switzerland where i was living and i asked him i was like yo if uh, if you source the materials for me do you think that you could make me these trousers the way i want them and he was like yeah i definitely can and eventually um we, we did some samples and whatnot but he may ended up making three pairs of trousers for me that all had the silk lining and it may cost me a lot of money to do right but i mean it was something that i wanted to do just for myself so it was fine and I wore those trousers like into the ground, those three pairs. Like I don't even have them anymore because I wore them actually into the ground. Like I would wear them every single day. I would switch between the three. I mean, there was one that was black, one that was light gray and one that was dark gray. And that was like the pants that I was basically wearing in a lot of the fits that I was putting off or, and all of that. And so a lot of people ended up messaging me like, yo, where'd you get those pants? Yo, where'd you get those pants? And I would always have to tell people like, yeah, I mean, I actually got these made by this tailor that I work with. Like you can't really actually buy them. And, um, and that kind of always rubbed people the wrong way. Or they would tell me like, oh, that's awesome. Like if you ever make those, like, let me know, I would love to get a pair. And so for me, I knew that at the end of the day, if I made a uh, pair of trousers that had silk lining and everything and it fit, fit great 
they would cost a lot of money, right? With the silk lining and everything. I mean, I was using Laura Piana wool as well on the outside. I mean, these were very special. These were very special pairs of trousers. And that's what eventually would go on to inspire my project that I did with text, which basically, I mean, yeah, it was just a pair of really great fitting trousers that you could wear every single day and that were super comfortable. And so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how that came about. I mean, yeah, man, and maybe in the future, uh, once Uniqlo stops selling good t-shirts, <laughs> you'll supply you us. Get yeah. customs, right? <laughs> we'll get uniform t-shirts from the, from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always liked that whole concept and idea of making clothes for yourself that you feel like are not actually out there that mm. you can't actually buy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe I will get back into it one day for sure. I mean, that's definitely not something that I rule out for my future. So, mm. yeah, one hundred percent. Um. Guys, I know we've been all over the place, but it's been a fun discussion, man. We're hitting on 45 minutes here. Um, so I appreciate y'all coming on. I just wanted to go around and ask one more question, if you will. Uh, your ideal summer outfit. For me, vintage t-shirt, a pair of Levi 501s, and a pair of boots. I'm going to be wearing that all summer. Maybe a trucker hat, too. Just add a little bit of spice. Um, Corey, what are you going to be wearing? What's your one outfit you can wear this summer? uh i might have to just go full instagram archive hype beast oh, well not archive but you know it's a place uh <laughs> one of one of my uh I, I have two pairs i have a black and a, a beige pair um the beige pair i got like i actually had to buy it in asia because it was completely sold out in essence everywhere anyways um <laughs> then probably a hider bomber like either oh one of the God, silk dude. ones from spring summer 15 like, bro, that's not a summer fit. I know, you bro. Mean, you're like a boy. that's like a girl fit, bro. What are you doing? Man? <laughs> you mean a shearling too? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the I have the fur. You know, sweat it out, right? Oh um, my gosh. But yeah, no. Um, I just love to wear like, in an ideal world, I'd wear like some really nice silk trousers. Probably like one of those really cool hider ones with like the chevron pattern, or and then probably like a pair of like the. So I have these uh, Celine loafers. They're not. I don't know exactly. They're basically a boot, but they're like low tops. They're called the Jockno loafers, I think. Mm. That or a pair of the. Um, I, so I don't actually have the Sailor Wise. I have well, I have a pair of Sailor Wise, but the ones I normally wear, which are harnessless, are from Story A Fall or whatever they're okay. called. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Oh, Story A Fall. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so one of those, but realistically, because you know I like to be comfortable, I probably end up just wearing like uh, these Vans, <laughs> which I have. Um, they're kind of. Actually, it's funny. I bought them from some Italian retailer on sale for like $45. And they look identical to the jound ones, the gray mm. and white jound ones. But they're not jound because, you know. And I think right. what Van did was they re-released the jound colorways in like slightly shittier tones. <laughs> and like made it. Because um, there was a green and a brown as well that were just slightly worse looking than the jound ones. But yeah, so I'd wear those or um, a pair of Jordan 1s, any of the ones I have. Uh, and then just probably like these black Uniqlo shorts I have or a pair of gray trousers from Uniqlo. Um, cool. And then, yeah, like a white tee, either tucked in or hanging out and probably some cool jewelry on the side and necklace. Yeah. This man, this guy's always making shit complicated, bro. Damn, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, nerd about fashion. This guy just gave, us, just gave us a closet tour. I know, dude. Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> no. Visual closet tour. Dylan, one outfit for the summer. What you rocking, man? Dude, I'm boring. So let me tell you, the top's going to be a blank T-shirt, maybe a white Uniqlo, maybe a black Uniqlo, mm -hmm. maybe a vintage shirt of some sort. 
We're going to do APC raw denim yes, for the bottoms. Maybe some Tesco. Who knows? And then we're going to do probably maybe a pair of boots, maybe a pair of Guidis. If I do buy a mm -hmm. pair, we'll buy, we'll get some Guidis in the rotation, but mm -hmm. we might do some Vans, maybe some boots or Vans. That's it. Or Converse, or Converse. We'll see. Converse 70s or maybe some Pan Converse. Like one uh, of those, maybe you know? Van. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the best mm -hmm. Converse, bro. There's a... You know, there's like APC Kanye vibes. Yeah. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if Corey were to chew oh, Converse, dude. he'd chew the Chrome Hearts Converse and give us a whole fucking synopsis on... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I talk about the, how the lace holes are like oh specially God, crafted from like whatever American silver, some bullshit like that. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> T1 fit the summer row. What you rocking? Um, something easy. White t-shirt, this uh, Uniqlo... Uh, linen trousers that I have that are kind of like this greenish, beigeish, brownish color, and then uh, Dior lows. Damn! And, uh, oh, yeah. hit them with the fire at the end, bro. Uh, yeah, Dior Jordan One lows, and then a nice watch. Call it a day. Nice, I like that. That's a good summer fit, guys. To the audience, thanks for thanks for uh, not only tuning into the podcast, but um, sticking around and listening to to us ramble throughout the episode. As always, our Instagram link and our website will be linked in the description of the podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. To T, to Dylan, to Corey, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for joining on the show. As always, keep it locked in on The Selected for more. We got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe, not only in terms of editorials, not only in terms of content, but also uh, with future drops that we're working on as well. So Some great new items coming up very soon, so keep a lookout on that. Super exciting stuff. Uh, keep a lookout for the drops. Like T said, we're going to have some really, really good items available. And we're going to keep growing uh, like we've been doing. So appreciate the support. Guys, thanks for coming on. And we will see you next week. <laughs>